Good. Um, I just thought I was going to put my uh, phone on silent or on airplane, and then I was like, wait, I'm doing this thing where I don't even have a phone. Yeah, the experiment. And I haven't touched a phone, and there's no phone in my pocket. Never mind an iPhone 14. There's no phone in my pocket for now over 24 hours because I'm doing this test with the Apple Watch Ultra as a replacement for an entire smartphone. Mm. And then the battery life has surprised me to the extent now that I'm into, I don't know, hour 28 or something. Mm. And I'm not dead yet. But anyway, I think for the purpose of this test, and it would be, you know, a daily life type of thing to put you're watching airplane mode or do not disturb huh. or something like that. So that's what I'm going to do for the purpose of this show right now. And we'll check in on the battery life at the very end. We're down to 9% right now. For those of you looking for a teaser in the actual video and who knows Kirk or Mo, they may use this clip in the actual video. So it actually might reach the 36. Uh, well, what's out. crazy about that is it, it, I used it heavily yesterday in an attempt to diminish the battery. I've got AirPods connected to it, so I'm listening to music for hours. I've got Nav connected to it, so I'm, uh, you know, hopefully really stressing the uh, data consumption and, and the uh, uh, cellular connection and uh -huh. so forth because I'm, I'm away from Wi-Fi. Like, I'm trying, I'm taking phone calls on the thing. I'm what texting on the thing. Uh, no, no brightness adjustment, just okay. stock, but always on because okay. I could yeah. extend this even further if I didn't have always on. Now... Is my what, the 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 crazy the thing that happens? All right, is that you just stop consuming on it, like you know, like you or like you would do on a smartphone. On a smartphone, you pull it out for no good reason. If you're waiting for something, if you're uh, sitting on a couch, you're just browsing and scrolling on a big bright screen. That's how you're killing the battery. It's not really work usually, mm. for me at least. It's not work related tasks. I exercised with it. I had the heart rate going. I took it on the ice. It's it was a crazy day yesterday. I was pay I paid for everything with it that I bought that day. Okay. It's a I, crazy day. I have a question about um your Tesla. Like how do you Well, I'm not driving that right now. Okay. But you would have to have your phone? Phone key. No, well, you could just have the card, I the guess. Card. Right. Yeah, you have the card. You have a wallet. Well, these are things I'm discovering. Like, for example, YouTube music doesn't work on the watch without the phone. Right. So, but guess what works really well on the watch without the phone? Apple music. Mm. Mm, what a surprise. I did sleep tracking last night, but I realized you can't really look at your sleep track data comprehensively on the watch itself. So the Apple's leaving that mostly for the phone. So there are things that you bump into and notice. Slack, there's no Slack on here. So I'm not seeing any messages from you guys, which maybe that's the reason I'm so impressed. Yeah. I'm like, look at this. I got all this free There's like a thousand messages. Of, of course, when the phone is there, the notification from Slack comes through to the wrist, but there's the dedicated app is not there. So there are these weird little things that you notice it's not to say that the device is not capable. It's to say that so the software in every case doesn't exist. Some work better than others. Right. Uh, but it doesn't really, like, the experiment, I think, has already exceeded my expectation because my initial kind of experience with the watch was like, I'm like, why is this thing running out of battery so fast? But I guess, I don't know if it's software. I don't know if it's me paying more attention to it or what but this latest charge like i'm on a charge from right now from 10 that i took off the charger at 10 30 a.m 
yesterday at the time of filming this. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying right now? Yeah. So I'm just paying close attention to it and treating it more like a phone. And then that, that helps you to, well, but not treating it like a phone in the sense that you're just, maybe I was frugal with it in other, in other moments. It's all, it's all very complex. I think it would have to be a longer period of time over the course of a week to really come to your conclusion. Maybe I'll do that as well. This video is obviously running out because this is going to hit zero soon. It's uh, 9% at 220. But anyway, the fact of the matter is, yes, you can use it as your main communication device. I'm ha- I'm happy to break that on this show right here. Really? To break that news okay. on this show right here because this will come out probably before the video comes out. I realize I just kind of spoiled it. So what? You'll go watch it anyways because you got to see all the different activities I get into with this watch. And yet, like, I can't dent the battery life like it just takes me forever to dent the battery life with all these features turned on have you tried the sleep tracking sleep tracking was last night yeah yeah because i was trying to kill it the night before i was like no i'm gonna go 100 percent off the charger but the problem is like i told you since i haven't turned on my phone in over 24 hours all i see on the sleep tracking is the amount of time slept and then oh, like okay. i can set the reminder for when to go to bed and when to wake up but the detailed analysis is in the phone right so okay. there's, a, there's these weird things where I wish each app was more comprehensive. Maybe it will be, mm. but it's just not, it doesn't exist that way yet based on my experience. Okay. So like if I go into the sleep tracker on here right now, and this is good because I'll use a little bit of battery life doing this, mm. which I'm trying to do because people are like, it's only 9%. It's going to die any second. It is not going to die any second because two and a half hours ago, three hours ago, it was 12%. Right. So if you're just chilling in a work environment with Wi-Fi, like a studio like this, this thing is not draining. Yeah, I feel like cellular makes a big difference. I think most people, this will just be in a pinch. Maybe you could take it on a vacation if you're trying to detox from your phone and still have all your communication with it. There's many ways in which this is better than a dumb phone. I realize it's still $1,000, but you have your voice assistant. You have... Uh, your navigation still in there. Like some people were trying to detox by going to a phone that was lacking everything. Hmm. And really what you're trying to kill is the distraction. Right. And the distraction is maybe I should look at my phone right now. Hmm. Or I'm going to answer this message, but why am I looking at this social media app now hmm. half an hour later? So it is interesting what it does psychologically to you not having a phone in your pocket which has been the case for me for an extended period of time based on this test. Anyway, top story does also have to do with the iPhone 14. I should also mention we shot a big portion of the Ultra video on the iPhone 14 Pro. So you get a chance to see that new camera, uh, new new video in a number of different environments and situations as well. The iPhone 14 keeps calling 911 on roller coasters. Yeah, I saw this breaking on Twitter yesterday. A lot of people thought this was funny. It is the new crash detection feature, and this makes total sense. Just oh, whipping around. Yeah, this makes total sense. Yeah. There's probably other circumstances, like maybe, I don't know, mountain biking or anything where you're really getting whipped around Yeah, where you could trigger the crash detection. Now, thankfully, there's a prompt that comes on the display. Thank you, Mo. Mo just delivered a... A beautiful coffee right now. Oh, I don't yeah. know if anybody noticed that. He's shout been out Mo. shout out Mo for two reasons because he's been working with me on the the watch video. Mo and I were together yesterday. Was he skating? Uh, no, he did not skate. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but but him and I were together yesterday from ten thirty to eight thirty, ten thirty a.m. to eight thirty p.m. Wow. 
And so whatever. I mean, there's all types of special intimate updates going on yeah. with that. But uh, so I, listen, this is not a surprise to me. It's obviously not ideal. I don't know if they can s- sort out this algorithm so they can tell the difference between a roller coaster. Maybe through GPS, they could yes. identify, oh, you're at a theme park. We yeah. know there's a known theme park there. We're probably not going to trigger it. Uh, Apple rolled out crash detection with his new iPhone 14. Watch Series 8 and Ultra last month, equipping the devices with a gyroscopic sensor and high-G accelerometer trained on the impact experience with simulated car crashes. The sensors detect that you've been in an accident. Your iPhone will display an alert and call emergency services if you don't dismiss it within 20 seconds. Well, so the problem here is you're on a roller coaster. You cannot reach your phone in your pocket, mm. nor would you pull it out. With and it would be really loud and, you know. Oh, you're, you're, yeah, that's why it's going through and totally calling yeah. 911. It's going to the dispatch because in 20 seconds you can't slide it and say, no, I'm okay. Because I guess a roller coaster probably takes like a minute or something to be over. Maybe mm-hmm. more. Maybe a minute. I don't know how long a typical roller coaster takes, but long enough to call 911. Mm. Uh, since the iPhone 14 went on sale, this is a tweet from Joanna Stern. Uh, the 911 dispatch, dispatch center near Kings Island Amusement Park has received at least six phone calls saying the owner of this iPhone was in a severe crash, except the, the owner was on a roller coaster. Yeah. Not ideal. I guess law enforcement is probably pretty upset with this because how do they know the difference between a real one and a fake one? And then did they just start ignoring all of them? Um, Just blacklist. Stern says Warren County, where Kings Island is located, received six emergency calls. Also points out that other users have experienced similar issues at amusement parks across the country. Bringing smartphones on rides is not a smart idea to begin with. That's a good point. (laughs) probably leave the smart but i don't know where you're gonna put it that's a problem i think they give you a little locker have you been to a theme park recently yeah i have there's cubbies and you could just put them in there and it's right beside the ride so there's people looking at them you still can't really lock it though no so when you were at the theme park then did you take the phone on the coaster or did you leave it do you remember I, i don't remember actually i took off my glasses well, glasses, I don't think anyone's going to steal your prescription. Yeah. That's a little tougher to steal, but... Uh, I probably did, actually. Maybe in, a, like, a little fanny pack. Mm. Put it in there, you know? Well, listen, I, I think in the vast majority of cases, nothing is stolen, but it would not be a fun experience if something went missing either. However, if you're on the roller coaster and it flies out of your pocket somehow, not too fun either. So mm. you think about it, don't you? Yeah. Uh, okay, the other big news here is the uh, MetaQuest Pro. This happened moments ago at the time of filming. Yep. Uh, there was a big presentation for this. It's, uh, well, it's in the name. It's Pro. So they're really targeting business with this Quest by the looks of it. It's 1500 bucks. Yeah. So it's not going to be for everyone, especially since they still sell a much more affordable... Uh, yeah, it's like 399 299 Quest headset. Now... I don't know, because maybe I got into the presentation late. Well, no, you can see here they're doing a lot of work-related, design-related promo in the thing. They're not showing people playing games. I presume you can play games, obviously. Yes. But it's it's interesting. They're targeting the way they're targeting it. Our most advanced headset yet, uh, a whole new way to work, create, and collaborate. So they're not even really mentioning the gamer in this scenario. Mm-hmm. They think it's, it's a totally different... Uh, target market world-class counterbalanced ergonomics meet sleek design to create a more comfortable headset full mixed 
Color, full color mixed reality with resolution four times higher compared to Quest 2. Lets you work, create, and collaborate in the virtual world while staying present in the physical world. Real-time expression tracking allows your avatar to mimic your facial expressions. Smiles, eyebrow raises, winks, and all. Well, psh, definitely need that. Mm. Need to see all those face, facial expressions in of the course. metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> Man, my, my brows. Imagine my brows in the metaverse. Uh -huh. It includes three cameras, Snapdragon 662 mobile processor per controller for 360-degree range of motion in virtual space, true touch haptic feedback, precision pinch create, and more intuitive VR feel. You'll notice better visual clarity slimmed down the optical stack by over 40% compared to Quest 2 using innovative patented pancake lens and optic technology, which works by folding light inside the optical module. Advanced right. VR LCD display technology that provides 37% greater pixels per inch and 1.3 times larger color gamut that provides more vibrant colors to deliver a more engaging VR experience. Can I chime in here? Absolutely. I just think that um, they really need to figure out the manual focusing for like non for, for glasses. So you can take out the glasses and you can actually just focus and then it would have your prescription in there. Just like the... Uh, DJI Avada drone. You had where, to, yeah. That you've been goofing around with the the little uh, FPV. Yeah, where you don't even need glasses. You can just like tune your prescription. Does that work for all types of prescriptions? I think so. Or only like simple type of ailments. I'm curious about that because you know people have a lot of different eye things going on. Some just need a, a magnification per eye. Others uh -huh. are there's like a lens correction for the yeah, shape yeah, of the yeah. eye and like like in, distance. And well, stuff. like in your case, what how does yours? It just tunes it so it's the it's sharp. No, no, I understand, but I'm you saying know? your prescription is fixing what specifically, um, or do you know? It's just distance. Dis so seeing it, far, everything's blurry. Yeah, hmm. far. So, so just magnification. I guess so. Everything's just clear once I focus it, but sure. it's it's manual. I couldn't do that in the Quest 2. I had to get like prescription lenses and slot them in. What? Yeah. And uh, I hope that this version being $1,500, they'll be able to do that. I would assume so. I mean, I don't, obviously I don't know, but I would assume so. If they expect you okay. to be in here working all the time, I assume they're gonna have to figure something out for glasses. Yeah, at fifteen hundred dollars USD. They need to. Um, some other hardware specs: ten advanced VR MR sensors, spatial audio, two fifty-six gigabytes of storage, twelve gigs of RAM, and a Snapdragon XR two plus processor, delivering fifty percent more power for better performance. Uh, multitasking made easy. Multiple resizable screens, and a companion charging dock which looks pretty cool you just drop it on top of it rapid usb-c charging it keeps your headset and controllers charged so when creativity strikes you'll be ready to bring ideas to life hmm. oh wait wait a second was that regate re regarding the lenses right there continuous ipd adjustment for better visual clarity and less eye strain 55 to 75 millimeters oh i hope so i don't know what that's about but it's something to do with making it more comfortable to look at. Okay. The entire presentation, they were talking about work and not just creativity, but also just like meeting in boardrooms and Microsoft Teams and uh, work from home scenarios mm. where you're in a virtual space with a group of people. So, I mean, 
is this this is a big step, I guess, for uh, towards uh, Meta's big vision, mm. Mark's big vision that we would be able to wear these things for longer periods of time, and that this would be the gateway to our future reality, or at least our our metaverse, whatever that. However many hours we're expected to spend in it, so apparently it's extremely comfortable. Uh, I don't know what the battery life is. I'm not sure if they shared that. But what do you think, Will? Is uh, this the future, or uh, will, will we will we test one of these? Will they send us one of these? Probably. Uh, yeah, I shot an email. Okay. And I guess we can pre-order one as well. But um, yeah, I'm excited. I think um, this is really cool in terms of the hardware. Um, their software has been pretty solid. Um, yeah, I mean, in, but, you're uh, you're a big you're a big I mean, uh, meta guy. You're a big uh, Zuckerberg guy. I think fifteen hundred is tough because everyone's always so critical. But you're you're a fan of of Quest, so then that kind of brought you in a little bit. I like the experiences, but um, fifteen hundred is a tough sell. Yeah, especially if everyone <laughs> has to get it in your in your in workplace your space. Yeah. yeah, well, Meta would love to make those sales. You know, oh yeah you gotta sell to a whole team look at the way it looks in here see they're collaborating look at this writing on the board yeah listen everybody's everybody's at home anyway right sure <laughs> i'm just saying like everybody seems to prefer that and then companies are sitting there saying but what about our culture where's the collaboration uh-huh. it's a way of monitoring the person actually being there it's not like a a zoom meeting where i can turn my camera off and be like yeah i'm there yeah great meeting (laughs) great meeting thanks for that like in this case i presume people can tell if you're physically present or not physically virtually present. virtually yeah if your physical body is virtually present although you make a great point when you're talking to mo about how working in virtual reality there's still screens yeah, it's, it's bizarre. <laughs> you're, you're in virtual reality, but it's just screens in There's another space screens. instead of the screens you already have in your current space. Yeah. But I guess there is more flexibility going world to world eventually. Sure. You can yeah. just click on different rooms and each of those rooms has different screens. But Microsoft was showing off Flight Simulator and it was just a screen of a Flight Simulator. It wasn't like uh, a VR version of Flight Simulator. Right. In the case right. of this headset so anyway listen uh this is this is difficult stuff going on over here like trying to execute this stuff is oh for sure my god there's so many things that have to be built and there's everyone is so critical Hmm. um so that's where we're at though i think not only critical but skeptical where i don't know that people have decided that this is the future they want yet Mm -hmm. it's one thing for games where it's just like okay that's entertainment but then when the pitch comes comes along for work and people start to imagine the amount of hours you put into work and if you want to have this substitute if you if you want to be in the head in this headset for that extended period of time yeah i mean microsoft tried it with hololens and it's ar a- ar is a bit different i mean this is this is what this is ar and vr right both uh, there's pass through, so you can see there's the pass through, right? Then, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see. 
it's it's cool. We'll see. He wants everything, though. You can just tell. You watch the presentation. Zuckerberg's like, no, no, no. You can tell the investment level with the cameras moving around and the teleprompters and such. Like, yeah, he's, he's fired a, up. This is his a, thing. This is his deal. This yeah. is his future, no doubt. Mm-hmm. So you go along for the ride or decide what you want to do. Sure. All YouTube users will soon have a, have an account handled, but some will get to pick theirs earlier. Oh, yeah. I got an email or a notification about this. Okay. And it's inside of Creator Studio. That In order to make it easier for communication across the platform, uh, you can someone can mention you in a comment or something mm. by using your at instead of... Like, because I don't know if you remember, it used to be Google Plus integration and you would use the plus symbol to tag somebody. Mm. But that's antiquated at this point. And the web is very familiar with the at idea across the likes of Twitter and Instagram and so on. So this will transition to an at symbol in order for these communications to take place. And the message that I got is if you already have uh, like a what would you call it oh a custom url which there's certain parameters that you have to meet in order to have a custom url so not all channels have a custom url some just have a string of characters Mm. but if you already have a custom url my understanding is then you will transition to or this at will be reserved for you gotcha i presume that seems to be my takeaway from reading the email that i got this makes a lot of sense obviously Oh, by the way, having a custom URL, Will's looking for the parameters here. New custom URLs can no longer be set up, and existing custom URLs can no longer be changed. Existing custom URLs will continue to work. If you must permanently delete your custom URL, you can do so by deleting the channel. Oh, wow. This is an update as of October 10th. That's yesterday. A custom URL is an easy-to-remember channel URL that you can share with your audience. Wow. So they're getting rid of custom urls in general except for those that already have it Hmm. they'll continue to support that but they really want to move away from the idea of urls which kind of makes sense as well um but that's a bit weird because if you have a like on twitter for example if i want to i can go twitter.com slash unbox therapy as a url but i can also be at unbox therapy so it's it's kind of nice to have both still sure which, of course, for me will be fine, but I'm thinking for anybody else mm. that doesn't have that custom URL yet, and now they're only going to get the at thing. Well, let's see the quote from YouTube here. We want to ensure creators can craft an identity as unique as their content while giving viewers the confidence that they are interacting with their favorite creators. YouTube says in its blog, creators will still have a channel name, but handles will be unique, potentially cutting down on impersonator accounts. Good Lord, don't get me started on impersonator accounts. <sighs> Those it's real ugly out there with the impersonator accounts going on. So I don't know how this verification will work. Mm. They say that you want a giveaway or something, and then uh, people will get in touch. And it's uh, it's often like Telegram or WhatsApp or whatever. And it's just not good. Not a good situation. And you would think a company at the scale of Google would have a strategy for demolishing that but apparently not and i mean even twitter struggles with it too where there's enough of an incentive it it feels like people figure out a way to exploit yeah so hopefully this system is better i'm i don't think it's going to be perfect this seems to be no such thing uh youtube says it will roll out notifications based on factors like overall presence on the platform subscriber count and whether the channel is active 
claiming a handle could also be the push needed for creators who aren't on YouTube to join the platform or tend to their account. Users typically need 100 or more subscribers to create custom URL. A notice says choosing, modifying, and deleting URLs is currently on pause. The addition of handles brings YouTube further in line with TikTok, just as the company doubles down on its investment into shorts. Last month, YouTube announced it would bring monetization to shorts, letting creators keep 45%. So yeah, it is like the rest of the internet. The rest of the internet basically decide we're going to do at handles. And so YouTube is basically doing the same thing. Mm. Uh, stick with Google for a second. Google Stadium may become reality after Stadia shut down. That was hard for me to say all that. Google Stadium, no more Stadia. According to a new report, Google is exploring the naming rights to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. The Athletics' David Ornstein has today unveiled that Google is in talks with Premier League side Tottenham Hotspur for naming rights to its three-year-old stadium. Longtime Tottenham chairman Daniel Levy has previously confirmed that naming rights deal would be viable if the right band with the right money. Does he mean brand? I think so. Not band? He's not looking for... Uh, the Google band? He's not looking for uh, Blackpink? Oh, probably. Are they, are they a band or a group? I guess a band needs instruments. I don't know. Do they have instruments? I don't know. Am, no. am I out of line here? They have They have instruments. They have instruments because they have their voice. Don't, oh, okay. don't forget, Will. All right, sure. They have the beautiful voice. With the right money, Tottenham moved from its old ground, White Hart Lane 2017. Team briefly played matches at Wembley Stadium before moving to the purpose-built Hotspur Stadium 2019. According to the latest report, Google and Tottenham are in meaningful talks. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of moolah right there. Meaningful talks cost money, Will. Many other English Premier League clubs have home stadia. Wow, this article's got stuff going on, dude. All kinds of yeah. spelling errors. Like home stadium renamed due to naming rights deal. Prominent examples include North London rival Arsenal with the Gunners ground officially known as the Emirates Stadium. Well, yeah, of course you can do this. This is very common practice, at least in North America, where you would spend a boatload of money like the crypto... Staples Center turning into crypto.com yeah. and all that. And these things cost, you pay a lot of money for these naming rights. So I would think pretty much everybody would be open to it if, if named the price. What's weird is that stadium there has an NFL logo on it. I don't know what that's about. What is this? Do they play foot, like American football games as well? Maybe. Every so often, maybe. Maybe it's an NFL deal. It's just way well. too prominent, that logo. Yeah. In my opinion, I don't know. This must be some kind of a mock-up. So Stadia goes down. Google Stadium goes up. Well said. I wonder which. I wonder which one costs more money. I still think Stadia probably cost them a couple yeah. bucks more. Too many controllers. <laughs> Chevy Silverado EV prototype seen fast charging at EA Station. Oh, Electrify America Station. Is that like matte black? It kind of looks like it, eh? Yeah, it does look like Matt Black. Well, I think it's this one is yeah, this one is murdered out so that it's less obvious on the road because I, I I guess these are not in the world yet. No, um, but they they should be shortly because you've seen them at the auto shows and stuff like that. It is kind of like the Hummer EV, just way less cool looking. Well, but, the front looks kind of cool, eh? No, it's cool. I'm not saying it's not cool, but I'm just saying 
if you've seen the Hummer EV, which of course I have, then that's just a little bit more fun than the Silverado. That's all I'm saying, Will. Okay, sure. I mean, no need to get too upset. But you see what they're doing with the with the the bed of the truck? See how it has that similar kind of overhang thing behind the rear window? Mm. Maybe that's the only similarity, really. It seems really, like, bottom-heavy. What does? This truck? Yeah. Yeah, but is that piece of trim even it's real? Like no, because I think you would normally have a sidestep there. And, sure. I, again, I don't Rock know how much we can maybe. judge this exact uh, unit. One of the most anticipated EVs coming this year is 2023 Chevy Silverado EV. Um, appears to have fewer exposed or painted cover metal holes in the wheel wells. We have a much closer look at the vehicle. Thanks to Reddit users. New 74401. Um, we didn't get any shots of the speed of charging, though GM says it will top out at a whopping 350 kilowatts. <laughs> Speedy charging. You might even call it whopping, actually. Mm-hmm. There's a couple cool features I'm interested in. It does look a lot like that one. I'm interested in checking out, including the portion of the in the bed there, which is the back seats, which go down to mm-hmm. create an even longer load space. Which is pretty cool to see. The charge section is almost identical to the Hummer, mm. if you recall. But I mean, maybe we'll get a chance to take a look at this one. Although I, I, I'm assuming when they send us one, it will not be murdered out like that. Yeah. Um, it's listen, all types of options over here in, yeah. in the electric truck space now. Uh. Never mind the Hummer. This, this is the real mover as far as volume is concerned yes silverado versus f-150 lightning mm-hmm. versus whatever ram does when they ever do it the rivian well rivian, some would say well rivian's a, a different price point yeah right that's the the thing about rivian you're talking about the everyday yeah i'm talking about the big you know the big part of the market that's looking to those brands to figure stuff out and to get close to that 50 grand as opposed to the 100 grand mm. I saw this story. Cybertruck. Twitch streamer broke her back after jumping. This foam pit situation is just, it's yeah. brutal, man. Like, I, I watched this clip, you know, because I saw it on Twitter. Uh. And I come to find out it's not even the first injury that takes place in there. Yeah, there were many people who uh, got injured. And... It's just interesting how it works in your head that you see a foam pit. I mean, it's not interesting. It's obvious. You see a foam pit, you think it's going to be very soft. You jump in there immediately. You just think it's going to be soft, and it doesn't look soft at all. No. It just looks like hitting concrete. Now, granted, you look to the outside, and then in retrospect, having jumped, you realize what what you're really in for because you look to the side and you realize. Yeah, there's no dugout. Talk no, it's that. just the concrete floor and then some cubes. And if you miss hitting mostly foam cube, you're just floor. It's just going to be floor at that point. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, Off the pedestal. They had to find out the hard way. And now in this case, uh, Adriana hit the hit the floor on the tailbone direct impact. She had knocked off the other streamer, I assume. The whole thing was being streamed. And this is the tweet. I broke my back in two places. I'm getting surgery to put a meter rod in for support. Send your send your support. When it rains, it pours. I'm definitely feeling the rain right now. 
and it's just brutal. It, I obviously the responsibility here is whoever whoever is building and and uh, monitoring this thing, yeah, to create. I mean, nothing is ever a hundred percent safe, but like something closer to an actual foam pit. If you're going to do this at all, uh-huh. if you're going to do this, you're going to need to build those walls up higher and have people climb into it. So then you have more foam. Uh-huh. Do you understand what I mean? You're going to have to have a whole different construction for this thing. Yeah. And I, I looked at um, Twitter and someone, someone posted like a real correct way to build a foam pit and it's deep. It's supposed to be like at least twice as deep as it was. Way deeper. Three and, times and it's as deep. It's supposed to have a net underneath as well to carry all the foam. And and then you hit the, and then the net has give to it as well. Yeah, yes. you're talking about in like a in an actual kind of permanent setting where people are jumping on trampolines and Yes. Yeah, of course I've seen those. And and that's I think what people that were at this event were imagining when they saw this foam pit is they were imagining something like that. Yes. And that is not what what they were looking at. No. <sighs> brutal. Absolutely brutal. And as many people mentioned on Twitter, when it comes to a back injury, this is the most sensitive. I mean, you're talking about the spinal cord. You're talking about the nerves and in some cases this thing is never the same will oh yeah here it is many cases yeah trust me i get it you gotta go deeper with the of course Mm. they even have a trampoline at the very bottom so it has give to it it's a recessed trampoline so what happens next do you think she's gonna sue twitch uh not twitch i don't or whoever holds twitchcon well, no, the, the, so the actual thing was put on by Lenovo. Oh. The actual, that actual booth was put on by Lenovo Legion. Okay. Uh, now, I don't know to what extent they're responsible for the construction. Do they hire that out? Is the convention center in any way involved? Is the convention in any way involved? You see what I'm saying, Will? Yeah. It's, uh, I, I don't know. I don't have those answers. Uh, here, I guess, is a comment from Lenovo. We are aware of the incidents of TwitchCon visitors who sustained injuries in the Gladiator game. Soft foam pit. Not not very soft, after all. Uh, Lenovo booth. Lemo- Lenovo communications officer Lisa Marie Farrell told Gizmodo in an email, safety re- remains our top priority, and we are working with event organizers to look into the incident. So, again, it's like, is there an event organizer, and then Lenovo is just sponsoring the event? Or do they have their people there actually... Um, running the booth it's these are all questions that are going to come out i'm sure in the coming weeks answers that are going to come out via questions in the coming weeks but when you have multiple people injured in a short period of time and you've obviously done something you've obviously failed (laughs) you've obviously failed to to do what you had hoped to do you did not hope to do that that wasn't the goal and now you're going to have to make up for it. And I mean, I obviously, in some cases, you can't even really make up for it, Will. Because if you all this of a sudden... a lifelong injury. Yes, if, all, if, if your back is screwed up for the rest of your life... See, it, it seems to really depend on the way that you land, you know? Well, of course. 
if you can kind of land sideways instead of oh there's a that's the busted knee uh dislocated knee can we see that one again this was the other injury i hadn't seen this clip so the other person falls off kind of sideways she just goes in wow it is so weird what happens how your body is not prepared for the fall so you're not really bracing yourself uh -huh. so in this case she is assuming it's going to be way more foamy uh. and so she just kind of drops in without really bra like bracing the knee or the hip or anything yeah and you can just see the knee buckle here wham oh ah! dislocated knee uh. and a sprained ankle I will never be able to trust Twitch at another convention of mine entirely. That's the thing. We read about it, right? And we're doing the report on it. Or we're sure. we're just, you know, like everybody else, reading about it. And then, but you have distance from it. But if you've ever had a serious injury, which I have, I don't know if you have, I have. Yeah. It's intense, man. You could be out for a long period of time. Your whole daily activities change. Mm -hmm. You may never approach things in the exact same fashion. You know, we're just these biological uh, meat sacks. It's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal out here. So I hope everybody uh, uh, gets better or as good as possible. You know what I mean? I hope everybody can recover and it's not sure. like that. And uh, the modern miracles of medicine, they can put people back together. And it's going to be OK. Yeah. Uh, that's the that's the hope. And then obviously for whoever whichever liability whoever's involved in this can contribute to try to make it right in some way or another mm. so t twitch the convention center lenovo whoever it is mm. i saw this one william shatner says his trip to space on blue origin felt like a funeral it was among the strongest feelings of grief i have ever encountered quite that's, a epiphany there that's heavy yeah um i <laughs> It would be a fairly incredible experience, Will. You leave the planet, you're looking back at the planet. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you'd agree with that, no? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and I'm not sure you could predict how you would feel in that circumstance. Uh, definitely emotional. I would feel something. I think it. a lot of it depends on what stage you're at in your own life as well. Mm, sure. In his case, again, to the tail end of, I don't know how old he is, but... Let's, get it, let's figure it out. But, you know, he's, he's uh, been alive for a long time. Uh, 91 years. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's 91 years old? Yeah. Not bad. Oh, uh, yeah. He's going Blue Origin <laughs> at 91? Wow. That's pretty cool. I also didn't, know, I also didn't know he was born in Montreal. So oh. there you go. But anyway, so he goes up there and uh, he wrote a book about it, I guess. Uh, the Star Trek actor went to space with Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin last October when he was 90. All I saw was death. It was among the strongest feelings of grief I have ever encountered. Going to space has proven to be a dark experience for William Shatner. Uh, in his new book, Boldly Go, Reflections on a Life of Awe and Wonder. I love the mystery of the universe, he wrote. All of that has thrilled me for years, but when I looked in the opposite direction into space there was no mystery no majestic awe to behold all i saw was death <laughs> cold dark black emptiness unlike anything on earth 
My trip to space was supposed to be a celebration. Instead, it felt like a funeral. It was among the strongest feelings of grief I've ever encountered. The contrast between the vicious coldness of space and the warm nurturing of Earth below filled me with overwhelming sadness. I don't think this is the promotion that Bezos was hoping for for these trips to space. It's like, uh, well, can you brighten up a little bit? Brother? He's like, tone it down, man. Yeah. All I see is death, thanks to Jeff. Everything I had thought was wrong. Everything I had expected to see was wrong. I had a different experience because I discovered that the beauty isn't out there. It's down here. With all of us, leaving that behind made my connection to our tiny planet even more profound. Well, I guess that's important. Yeah. So you go up there, and then you get a sense for how special Earth is. And you come back, you're treating people nicely. So so everyone should go to space. That's okay. Right? I guess that's okay. I mean, the key is with a profound experience, sometimes it can be an intense reflection that can lead you to, toward. Like you need to be kind of jogged or jarred out of your routine in order to see things for what they actually are mm. to, in order to appreciate, like it can't be the regular day to day. You, you sometimes, uh, things can, can feel so normal that you lose sight of how amazing everyday things are. And yes. I presume that if you're up in space staring back at Earth and you're no longer on it, you're like, man, I want to go back. I got I got unfinished business. I got to say, I got to go talk to this person. I like that person. And um, or, yeah, Earth is pretty beautiful, actually. Well, it is. It's pretty. It's decent. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. But you just don't good. even think about it because, well, you don't know anywhere else. So now, you know, some other place and it's a little less inviting, at least maybe there is a more inviting place out there yeah but when you're in the blue origin and you're just exiting here and you just it's quiet and you're just seeing blackness cold you're a long ways away from another inviting place yeah so but uh, great insight Good i mean work. you're also i think part like i really do believe that a big part of it is the point that you're at in life so you go up there at 91 years old you're going to reflect on your own life you're going to reflect on appreciation for th things you're going to feel nostalgic for home and, and all the rest of it. It's appreciation. Yeah, it's just a different stage, right? It, but And and it's different personalities are going to feel it differently as yeah. well. So, Kanye West locked out of Twitter for anti-Semitic tweet one day after being restricted on Instagram. Have you been following this? I have not been following this at all other than oh. the tweet where Kanye called out Zuckerberg and said... We used to be uh, homies. No, I don't think he said homies. I believe he said N-word. Yes. Yes. Okay. He said, yeah. Look at this, Mark. How are you going to kick me off Instagram? And then it's a picture of them. Uh, Singing karaoke. It looks like karaoke. and But it's an old photo. Yeah. Mark's looking young over there. Uh, so I guess it was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, either way, uh, Elon replies to, to that and says, welcome back to Twitter, my friend. And of course, he hadn't tweeted in a long time, Kanye. Yeah. If I recall correctly. Yeah, it took, it, it was a long time. So he came back. He had been mostly into Instagram for communication, social media. And then he went back to um Twitter, and he was welcomed by Elon. Twitter confirmed to Gizmodo on Sunday that Ye's account had been locked. So he got... Why, why did he get kicked off Instagram in the first place? Do you know? 
I don't actually. Okay. Well, anyway, as far as the Twitter account getting locked, uh, he posted an anti-Semitic tweet saying he was going death con three on Jewish people. In the same tweet, he added, he, he can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jews. Um, and then that was removed due to violation of the platform's policies. Twitter's move comes one day after his Instagram ac account was restricted for insinuating that the rapper Diddy, whose name real name is Sean Combs, was being controlled by Jews. Woof. Oh, my goodness gracious. His words were condemned by Jewish, Jewish advocacy groups, and notably Twitter's lockout of Yay stands in stark contrast to the warm welcome given to him by the platform's future owner, Tesla CEO Elon Musk. Well, that remains to be seen with whether or not he'd be the future owner, but... Um, he welcomed them, and then he got kicked off. So this, him welcoming, happened prior to these other tweets, yes. I'm assuming. Yeah. And but he he, he didn't take um, back the welcome. So is Kanye's account still locked at this point? Oh wait wait wait! Scroll yeah, down. Scroll down. Talk it. to Ye today and express my concerns about his recent tweet, which I think he took to heart. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this stuff is uh, hard to follow. It seems at this point, it's we're in a loop of Kanye like saying things that he knows are going to get a reaction, like. Mm intentionally shocking sensitive um controversial you know what i'm saying yes and then the internet responds what is this now a new so, music video is he putting out new music no is that, this is actually you, a vlog he vlogged so what are you uh, suggesting here will by going to this just video trying a bunch of stuff i think just he's, attention uh, is it is it is this an attention is it is I, listen, man, this is it's very hard for me to continue to figure out how to break this down because I don't understand the motive really other than pay attention to me. Like I really sure, I yeah. can't see any other strong motive. You, Obviously, he has the God component and he has uh, his family, which seems to matter to him greatly. He's constantly referencing them. But then there'll be these type of little outbursts about other subjects that are not immediately connected to those other interests, at least seemingly not, which aim to get all the other eyeballs back in that direction. Yes. And this recent vlog really uh, paints a picture of his life, I think, because there's some intimate moments. He's sharing like a basketball game um, that his daughter was playing. And Karda uh, Kim was there. And... He was talking about Donda and the, the problem with this is like generalizations. It's just too many generalizations. He's always trying something different. No, but it's just too many generalizations. It's not talking with enough nuance. Like, and I get it that that can be exhausting. It's exhausting, right? To always have to have specifics or disclaimers or to walk two steps forward and one step back and saying, maybe this is like this or like that. But the problem is when you just go so vague and so general, you're you're equally not really saying anything. But I do believe that if we actually follow him on his daily basis, like just being a fly on the wall, I think it would make more sense. But for the stuff I don't that think he so. pushes, I, I, I don't it think doesn't so. really make sense. I don't think so. When you have these grand 
generalizations about this is like this because this right it's like the opposite of going to space and looking back at the planet it's claiming to have an answer for everything it's just not open enough to the nuance of actual life like it just in my experience it doesn't really work that way so maybe he's just trying too much at the same time i i think people you know some people are desperate for answers and they will you know they will uh configure reality in such a way even accept certain things so that they can it's a comforting experience to say this is like this because this mm. as opposed to like living in the looseness and s scrambled eggs of the chaos that we find ourselves mm -hmm. which is fine i think in some cases that can actually work for people but in his case when it starts uh it, uh, affecting people and targeting people specifically that's when it starts to go south and get sour mm -hmm. what you start targeting a particular person or a group or whatever yeah people do belong to groups but it's not it's uh i don't know i find it, it's just it's just unfortunate i and i get it it doesn't nuance doesn't sell will like nuance is not gonna gather all the attention at once mm. it's that the 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 nuance portion is the the small part of the funnel not the big part mm. and when you're in pop culture and you've got a variety of motivations relying on your ability to stay relevant in pop culture and continue to be a part of pop culture then sometimes you want to take the shortcut and 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 or the the, sh the shorter path which is reaction reactionary and um or elicits reactions from others more directly and immediately mm. you just want that that strong feedback like that yeah. like imagine like will you can start typing things today controversial things and all of a sudden your engagement is going to go through the roof even like you right now you can go to your Twitter and people can be like, what is this guy up to? But they're going to pay attention because mm -hmm. they're going to be like, what, it, what is going? And everybody has to a certain extent that responsibility on them at any given time, sure. depending on how. And that could be a problem, too, where people don't say anything because they're so worried about the. Backlash. Possibility of it. And then they save all their real conversations for private life. Yeah, but talking about anti-Semitic stuff, I mean, yeah, just keep that to yourself. Well, but the, well, here's the argument when it comes to banning people is he keeps it to, let's say he keeps it to himself. But you know that he's like... Is that any better though? Like, is it, is if... But you're stirring the pot at that point. And you know, you know that you're going to no, get no, a lot I of get hate. it, I get it, I get it. But what I'm saying is, for people who choose to follow him specifically, he's don't they want to know the whole picture? You don't want to follow somebody you feel like is being dishonest or not telling you the way they're v actually viewing things. That's way riskier, for sure. Like but he's got fans, he's got a lot of fans. Yourself. You can do that. Like, it's not impossible. I know, but I'm not saying that that's any better. Is he waiting to get elected and then let it out? Whatever those thoughts happen to be? 
Is he, is he, is he, what's with the 2024 hat? Is he waiting to put it on a record? Is he going to wait to sell you a shirt? Like in a way, you know, continued support for somebody that has feelings that maybe don't align with yours is something that's helpful for you as a potential follower or fan. Sure. Having it out there and, and let people decide that they don't agree with it. The question is, what is the, the, the true motivation? You can talk about some really heinous stuff and, like, just for attention. For sure you can. You know? But, I, I, but obviously that's, um, but I think that's your own motivation, and people at least can then spot that motivation. I just think as big as he is, he should have a bit of responsibility. That's out the window. That's been out the window for years, man. Well, he should know. <laughs> it's been out the window. Yeah. Like I, I, I think now it's it's loose. It's it's really loose now. And uh we'll see how social media behaves because I don't know how much it matters to him to have a presence on social media. I don't know how he'll get his word out. He obviously can, continues to talk about Trump and Trump doesn't have a social media presence and he continues to talk about him in a fond way. So maybe he doesn't Maybe he doesn't mind getting kicked off of all this social media. Maybe that's what will end up happening at some point. Yeah. Anyways, on a lighter note, um, did you ever want to hear Steve Jobs and Rogan talk on a podcast? AI generated Joe can. Rogan chats up Steve Jobs over his use of LSD spat with Gizmodo. Podcast.ai generated a fake audio recording using artificial voices and language model transcripts based on Rogan and Jobs' old public speeches and keynotes. Wow. Yeah. Can we listen to a taste of it? We can. This podcast. You're like Patrick Swayze and um, Demi Moore and Ghost. You're a memory from the past. So without further ado, my friend who is difficult to describe and wonderful, and I'm so grateful he came on the show. How's it going? Good to see you, buddy. It's been a long time since I've been <laughs> oh, on the show. Okay. I've missed this. It's always fun. <laughs> How's it going? Come on. Tell me about jobs. <laughs> it's always good to see you, buddy. I'm so happy you came on, man. Yeah, it's great to be on the show. Your audience is just so different from your normal Apple users, and that's a good thing, it's cool. Well, you know, I was an Apple user way before I did this show. I've been a fan of yours and Macintosh since the 1980s. Hmm. <laughs> well, you know, we- The laughing is so Apple. strange. Even though Apple is big, it's still like half a percent of the total users. People who listen to your show are a different group, they're weird. <laughs> well, that's good. So you must be a fan of the show then, right? I am. I am a fan. Can you hear this? I mean, this? it's nice to sit back in the car How? and listen to you rant. <laughs> oh. I've always liked you. Well, uh... Yeah, we're live. Did you want to check up on the watch? Is that what you're doing? We have some weird tie, which hooks into the fact that I was a big fan of Gizmodo, and I still go there all the time, but then there was some controversy or something. Well, you know, we always thought it was very funny. We were as surprised to see that stuff as you guys were to see it on Gizmodo. It's kind of a game to us. I got you, man. That's cool. So let's talk about it's not bad. It's very video game like where yeah. there's something about the timing that we're the timing so, we're so aware of and the awkward laughs. The laughing is like yeah. we could do without the laughing, I guess. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> the tone I feel like is, is getting there. 
Mo's just doing a quick checkup on battery life. Uh, we are at 9% still. I, I put the watch wow. into airplane mode because we were filming. It's been an hour. And it's just sitting at 9%. So if you ever need to save the battery for an extended period of time, you can do that too. I haven't even hit battery saver mode. I've just put on airplane mode for the purpose of filming this. So we're, we're, we're stacking up some pretty wild hours here. Pretty wild. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's definitely cool technology. That's twice Mo has almost oh, died tripping over. Let's just, yeah, let's put the skate. Because if you crack your skull or something, we're not, yeah. none of us are really trained for that. And we're also filming a show here. And we're also filming yeah, a show. So <laughs> what does that mean, Will? You wouldn't get up if you cried? What are you trying to say? No, no, I, I would. I would. You would, right? We yeah, could, definitely. We could just put the show down for a second and go over there and yeah. save his life, I would hope. Well, I'm just joking, Mo. I got you, buddy. <laughs> he, he almost did the exact same thing over there when we were filming earlier. Really? Oh. He rides in on a skateboard, then he leaves it directly behind his uh, feet. And he'll be backing up with the camera or something and step on it. And, and knowing Mo, he would like to protect the camera. So his head might, you know... Protect the camera, not the head. Not yeah. a good, not an even uh -huh. trade. Um, so this was a 20-minute fake interview. Surreal and occasionally funny. Yeah, it could be a, a it funny, is funny in like an absurd way. Um, good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, it's cool. The Rogan part sounded better than the Jobs yes. part. Yeah. But there's a huge, there's a huge database you could train the Rogan part with. <laughs> hours and hours on end. He said every word. Mm. Every word in the English language has been has been said by Rogan at one point or another. Mm -hmm. Three hour long conversations, times however many. Uh, this is funny because it's also on the Gizmodo website. Yes, and they made the Gizmodo reference about the uh -huh. um, the, the iPhone four leak. God, that's a long time ago. Mm. Um, so anyway, this is an AI based text to voice generator. According to the podcast.ai site, Jobs' voice was generated by the AI language models using recordings of the famed Apple founder. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of, I guess it's a similar uh, concept to Dali and OpenAI's GPT language models. Mm -hmm. Imitate a human's tones and emotions. This stuff is going to just continue to get better, Will. I'm scared. Eventually, it'll Our... just be, yeah, conversations between people that have never met, and you'll be entertained by it. And our jobs are done. AI chatting with AI. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks very much for joining here today. Uh, definitely keep an eye on the main channel for this Apple Watch update. Didn't even dent it during this entire show that we were recording. It's all very interesting. Uh, Is that 8% right now? I thought, well, it was 9. Still 9. Jeez. I got to turn the airplane mode off and I'm going to listen to some more music maybe for half an hour or an hour on the airpods and try to burn it even further but go watch the video you'll find out what happened how long it made it it's 317 on this clock at this time thanks for joining us here today hmm. and uh, we'll catch you on the next one later